a welcoming blueprint lays out the steps that would be needed in order to become certified as a welcoming city to immigrants by the nonprofit Welcoming America. A lot of cities have taken the step of proclaiming themselves to be welcoming, but that certification has pretty rigorous criteria for what that means. So this blueprint is meant to guide city and county leaders in meeting that criteria. Gotcha. And what led Gainesville to launch this blueprint? How long has this been in the works? It's been a 15-month effort by the city of Gainesville, 60 community members, eight organizations, and a couple hundred foreign-born respondents to the Gainesville Immigrant Neighbor Inclusion Initiative Survey. So it's really collaborative. Um, there has been discussion for years of the need to reevaluate how the city is interacting with and supporting our immigrant population, which by the way, is more than 10% of our neighbors. Um, and those conversations really intensified after an incident in 2018 when the Gainesville Police Department sent Spanish speakers to a scene where the parties involved were from Guatemala and only spoke a Mayan language, not Spanish. And then in 2020, the city was awarded two grants to work on this blueprint. And actually, we were one of only 10 communities in the U.S. that received both of those grants that year. Um, and of course, COVID only made these disparities and the need for language accessibility even more apparent since then. What are the next steps that Gainesville will be making in this process? What can we expect to see in the next few months? Because the city did help lead this effort, I think it's safe to assume they'll be discussing how to make these action steps a reality. But it's important to note that we don't know the cost for implementing all these recommendations. And it will likely be a long process with many votes by the commissions at each step. There are more than 70 action steps listed in the blueprint, but it ends by urging city and county leaders to act swiftly on two next steps in particular, implementing telephone-based language services and hiring immigrant liaisons. And the city of Gainesville is currently considering a program that could fund a position for a full-time immigrant liaison and the commission has endorsed that plan. Is there a timeline for how long the blueprint is estimated to take? I don't believe so. And part of that is because it really is a set of recommendations and now it's in the commission's hands and in the city's hands, um, the next steps and what they do with those recommendations. In your article, you mentioned that the plan was unveiled on Tuesday. What was that event like? One of the things that stuck out to me was how full the room was. I go to things like this a lot as a reporter, and oftentimes the reporters outnumber the people attending, but that was definitely not the case on Tuesday. There were many community leaders and members there, as well as um, leaders of the city police department, the mayor, city and county commission members. Um, there were a lot of speakers at the event as well, and I think 
it really reflected how collaborative the effort has been and how many stakeholders there are in this process. And it's worth noting, um, last year I had been talking with someone from welcoming America for a related story. And they said it's pretty rare and remarkable for a city to be collaborating so closely with the community organizations on this kind of effort. Um, as far as what was said, there were about a dozen speakers, but one that really stood out to me was Jennifer Molina. She came to the US from Honduras at 17, and she now leads many local immigrant advocacy efforts. She noted that there have been many ups and downs over the years in terms of the city's treatment of immigrants, but she said she's really felt the community change for the better since six years ago when it declared itself as welcoming to immigrants. And she said um, six years ago, she never would have stood in front of that room and said her name. And, and actually, if it's okay, I'd love to play that short clip for you. Six years ago, I would have stand here and, and say my name. My name is Jennifer, and I live here. Yeah. that that comment really um, stayed with me. In your article, you also mentioned that Gainesville has recently introduced community IDs. Um, could you describe what they are and how they've been used so far? Community IDs are an alternative to traditional photo IDs like driver's licenses or passports, and they help people access basic necessary services like healthcare, housing, libraries, even just the ability to pick their kids up from school. Anyone can apply for one and program advocates say the more people who use them, the better because it helps to normalize them. The IDs are recognized by the city, the county, the school system, the police department, even UF Health. But at the event, um, a speaker urged the sheriff to follow suit with county law enforcement. The county sheriff's office has been described by advocates as the missing link to full acceptance of these IDs. And I think it's worth noting that these IDs serve not just undocumented immigrants, but other marginalized communities like um, people who are homeless or who have just been released from jail or even members of the LGBTQ community who want to have their preferred names reflected on their IDs. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, um, often immigrants can be made an afterthought in city planning, but they make up more than 10% of our population in Gainesville, and they've caused almost a quarter of the city's recent growth. They've also have disproportionately high spending power in our county and contribute tens of millions to state and local taxes. So how to be inclusive of and support immigrants, especially in Gainesville, is not just social advocacy. The success of our community is very much intertwined with the success of our foreign born neighbors.